0: Hi everyone, welcome to Gynaecology Girl Talk. Today, let's talk about heavy periods. In this episode, I'm going to discuss a short recap of the normal menstrual cycle. I've done another video on this and it might be worth nipping back to that to view it before you see the rest of this video, or you can watch it in your own time. Then I will go on to how do we know if bleeding is excessive in teenagers. I will then go on to missing school and school attendance and how we manage that. And then I'll discuss the reasons for heavy periods. And lastly, stay till the end because I will talk a little bit about endometriosis, which is really, really topical these days. So, recap of the menstrual cycle. So, the menstrual cycle consists of estrogen production in the first half, then ovulation or releasing an egg. And then production of progesterone. If the egg isn't fertilized, the lining of the womb comes away as a period. How do we know if periods are heavy? So, this is an interesting question because everybody thinks well, maybe if you change your pad really often, maybe if you change your pad several times a day, then the periods must be heavy. Now, technically, the average blood loss of a menstrual cycle is 40 milliliters, but nobody's going to m- measure that. Heavy periods is if you bleed more than 80 milliliters, and there are certain things we can look for to determine if periods are technically heavy, because sometimes it can be difficult for adolescents to know, particularly if, they're, if it's their first few periods, they've got nothing to compare it to. So we use surrogate markers, such as 1. Passage of clots, Now this is a really really interesting topic and it is the single most important question I ask to try to determine if periods are heavy in adolescence. The womb is quite clever and within the womb there are substances that keep period or menstrual blood liquid. So if you bleed more than that amount you use up all these substances and then the blood clots inside the womb. So if with the period their passage of clots it means by definition you've used up all those substances that keep the blood liquid. That means you've bled more than 80 mils, and that means that your periods are heavier than normal and abnormally heavy. The other things we ask about are indeed pad changes. So if we're having to change pads every hour or every two hours, then that's that's heavy. But then having said that, people change pads, some people change pads when the bleeding is really light because they just um, like the sensation of a fresh pad. The other things we think about is staining through clothes, in particular staining through bed clothes. And mum and dads, you will know, because you do the washing, whether when your child is on a period, if they're staining through bed, bed clothes, then that suggests that the periods are heavy. Because often at night you get a pooling effect and then the blood comes out. I've had people come to me and tell me that their daughters have to sleep on towels because the bleeding is so heavy. Now that's unacceptable. So that child should be seen, take that child along. There are things we can do to help the situation. Missing school um, is in another interesting point because sometimes girls miss school, even if they're not passing clots, Even if they're not staining or flooding or running down the legs, sometimes they miss school when they're on the periods because the bleeding is heavy for them. And we do have a lower threshold for treatment because if girls are missing school before periods, and I've said before, periods should not affect your education. And I'm really passionate about this. If you're having to miss a school one day, two days, three days, every month or every other month, then something needs to be done about this. There are effective ways of managing periods um, and we're skilled at it. So please go along to your GP. Now the reasons for heavy periods. So in my first video, I talked about ovulation and that the estrogen in the first part of the cycle causes gradual thickening of the lining of the womb. What a period is, is the lining of the womb coming away, associated with blood from blood vessels as well. So that means the thicker the lining of the womb is, the more lining there is to come away, the heavier the period is, the more likely, again, as I mentioned before, that you pass clots. So that is the most common cause for heavy periods in adolescence. Because ovulation or releasing an egg And I mentioned before, releasing an egg does two things. It is the clock of the menstrual cycle. So if you release an egg regularly, you have regular periods. If you don't release an egg regularly, you have irregular periods. And most girls within the first two, three years after periods start, do not release eggs regularly. The second thing the progesterone does and ovulation does, apart from being the clock of the cycle, is it limits, it puts the brakes on the oestrogen that is thickening the lining of the womb. So the first part of the cycle, the lining of the endometrium is called proliferative and that means growing and it grows. Then you've got ovulation. And then the second part of the cycle that progesterone has the effect on, the lining is called in the secretory phase. And that means that the lining lining becomes more nourishing in preparation for implantation of an egg. So lack of ovulation means loads of estrogen, no breaks on the system, irregular periods, and then when when eventually the period comes, it's heavy because the lining is so thick. So that is the most common cause for heavy periods in adolescence. And we know that because the periods are irregular. So we know that gives us a clue if inconsistent ovulation is the cause of the heavy period. There is a condition called polycystic ovary syndrome and that can cause irregular ovulation as well and I will discuss this in another podcast of its own accord but that is usually associated with other symptoms such as weight gain, acne, which again is common in in teenagers and unwanted hair growth but we'll get to that um, in another podcast. The thing to think about that can cause heavy periods as well, that we don't want to miss, is if your child, if your daughter, has an undiagnosed bleeding disorder. So that means that when she has a period, the period would, all, would normally be normal flow, but because she can't clot, and the clotting is what stops the bleeding, clotting stops all bleeding, because if she's not clotting pro- properly, then she will bleed excessively. So the the hints, the clues to look for as if she may have a bleeding disorder, are a couple. The first thing is that most bleeding disorders, you are born with them. So she will have had this, if she has it, she will have had this from birth. But often, periods are the first what we call challenge to the clotting system in a girl. So unless she's had surgery or some other reason to bleed, um, then periods is the first proper challenge you have to that system. So if the system isn't working properly, then she bleeds excessively. And that might be the first sign that she has a bleeding disorder. So I always ask my patient, the most common, if it is due to an ovulation, the first cause I mentioned, The most common scenario is that the periods start, they're okay for the first cycle, the first three, six, nine months, they're okay, but then gradually they get progressively worse, they get progressively heavier, often more painful as well, um, and that's in keeping with ovulation, inconsistent ovulation, or not releasing an egg regularly. If there's a bleeding disorder, what we expect is that from the very first period the bleeding is heavy, because he was born with it, it's always been there, and this is the first challenge. So I always ask, with heavy periods, what was the first period like? What was the second and third? If the bleeding was heavy from the first period or menarche, then we need to consider whether plotting studies needs to be done. Because whatever we do, if she has a bleeding disorder and we're not aware of it and it's not diagnosed, um, then our treatment will be less effective. Also, if she has a bleeding disorder, this is an important thing to know for her entire lifetime. If she needs to undergo surgery in the future, pregnancy, these things are all important, so um, we don't want to miss it, and that might be our first clue. The other questions we ask to try to determine if there's a bleeding disorder, the other questions I ask routinely are Does she have a history of nosebleeds or epistaxis? Um, because bleeding disorders quite frequently come with a history of nosebleeds and big nosebleeds, does she have a history of easy bruising? And I mean very easy bruising. So a girl who, for example, plays hockey um, and falls and whatever, and and she's okay, you will have a bit of bruising. But I mean, large bruises, that's another sign. Um, If another really, really critical one um, is if she has had any dental extractions. So I don't mean teeth coming out, tooth fairy business, that's not what I mean. I mean she's had to go to the dentist and, had, and have a tooth removed or several teeth removed. And sometimes it's necessary, for example, before braces or whatever. Um, if there's a dental extraction, and that is not associated with excessive bleeding, then it's less likely that there's a bleeding disorder. Because when you remove a tooth, there's nothing to compress the vessels, there's nothing to tamponade it, we call compress the vessels, it's difficult to put pressure. um, So that that's a really common scenario in which there's excessive bleeding, and the dentist, you know, they have to you know, do lots of things to stop the bleeding and compress it, and maybe she needs admission, et cetera, et cetera. Those are all signs of maybe um, this is a bleeding disorder. Obviously, again, if she's had surgery, for example, tonsillectomy, that's a really bloody operation if you've got a bleeding disorder because the tonsils have a really rich blood supply, Um, that's another cause to consider. If she's had her appendix out, you know, any operation, if that was associated with a bit more bleeding um, than the surgeon expected, you know, think about it, maybe there's a bleeding disorder here. Finally, obviously, if there's a family history of a bleeding disorder, Um, and the child starts with heavy periods from from menarche, then um, that may be the case. I hasten to add here, though, that heavy periods are really common. Um, And many girls, I see their mums have had heavy periods in adolescence. And as I've just said, that's really common and normal, you know, to an extent normal in adolescence. So that doesn't necessarily mean there's a bleeding disorder if it's not been diagnosed in the mum. Um, If she's had excessive bleeding, for example, after delivery, after pregnancy, cesarean section, whatever the case may be, then again, um, it may be worth having a think about that. If we think there's a bleeding disorder, present, then the appropriate thing to do would be for her to be referred to a pediatric hematologist who is a blood specialist, and they do a myriad of blood tests to look for all the different components of blood, all the different clotting factors. You know, it's a science in itself. So that, in my opinion, is not the realm to be investigated by a gynecologist, but I would refer that to a pediatric hematologist so that Uh, she can have um, a full gamut of investigations and reliable results to either exclude or um, diagnose a bleeding disorder. Okay, Okay. so um, the last thing I said I'd mention um, is endometriosis. Um, And I see lots of girls who come to me and they, because it's topical, it's all over the place, endometriosis... It's all over the internet, it's all over TikTok, whatever. Um, A lot of girls come to say, I have heavy periods, I think I have endometriosis. So, I will do a video about adolescent endometriosis, but um, in short, in relation to the topic we're talking about today, um, I will say that endometriosis in itself isn't really cause of heavy periods, it's a cause of painful periods. Um, adenomyosis is where the lining of the womb gets between the muscle fibers of the womb and that can increase the volume of the womb and therefore the amount of lining and increase, increase the surface area and that can cause heavier periods, but that is really unlikely to be present in an adolescent. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen adenomyosis in an adolescent. It's happened, it may happen, but um, common things being common, um, it would not be high up on my list of diagnoses. Endometriosis, I would, be, I would expect to be more associated with painful periods uh, rather than just uh, heavy periods. Um, and I'll I'll do another video again about dysmenorrhea or painful periods and the causes, and I'll talk a bit more about endometriosis there. The last thing I have to say is in adolescence, never forget the possibility of pregnancy. So pregnancy can cause irregular bleeding. Pregnancy can cause heavy bleeding, and we um, always have, take a sensitive history, Um, usually if we're seeing an adolescence, we um, have a few minutes with the adolescence on her own just to have these sensitive discussions, Um, but it's always uh, worth bearing in mind, worth remembering that if that is a possibility, then, um, you know, it needs to be looked into. So, I hope you enjoyed the video. Please subscribe to the channel because that would be really helpful. And um, if you've got any comments, please put it in the comments below. I'd love to hear your feedback. I want to make these videos as possible for you, as useful as possible. Um, so, your feedback would be amazing. Uh, just a shout out to let you know to pinpoint I've got a new Facebook group called Ganoncology Girl Talk. So, please become a member we can it's a my plan is that it'll be a safe uh space where uh carers parents can share their experiences about gynecological conditions in babies and children and adolescents um and uh to form a supportive community because um i know that these things can be really trying and really stressful and can really impact not only the child's life but also the family's life, the parents' life. So we're here to help you. Um, Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you soon.